Tides and spuds, Zap Brannigan, eh? Master of Time, Space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck. What's the difference with Al and Tom? You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to What's the Difference podcast with me, Alex Whiteley. And me, Tom Bruno. And thank you for joining us today. An odd way of starting the show, usually we have a guest with us, but there's going to be no later lounge later, because today is Mr. Bruno's anniversary. So congratulations on surviving this long in the marriage. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking 11 years being married, uh, 14 years being together, man. It's a long time. I mean... It's, it's it's great when a relationship stands the test of time. They see the seven year itch, don't they? And you know, um, well done. And you've accomplished you. a lot together, man. We have, you know, a fucking home, three kids, you know, dog, whole bunch of shit. I mean, we like, I I think it's one of those things that we saw a lot of our friends, you know, fail. We saw a lot of our friends fucking get handouts. And one of the things we always kind of pride ourselves on is like not not everything right like there's nothing better than the kindness of family and friends Mm. and that can help you out and all that stuff but for the most part every step that we've made it we've made it with one another we made it um you know maybe not always getting along but always being on like the same uh path mind wise and we did it by ourselves you know at least for the big things the house the kids the marriage that whole Mm. thing and it's just funny to think, you know, because when I was thinking about this morning, popped up in my head. I was like, oh, wow, fucking 10 years. And I was like, no, no, 11 years. Wow. And I was trying to think of, you know, the person I was before I got married and the person before I met Shona. And it's just been so long with her. That's like, I don't even remember that guy anymore. All I remember is the, the husband, the father, that guy, that guy's who I am now, clearly. And it's the guy that I love the most. So I think the best thing about you know, a strong relationship is they make you the best you you can be. I uh, I feel like with me and Kaz, we kind of complete each other in, in a weird way because I'm the silly geeky one and she's the sensible one that hasn't seen mm. hardly any films. So I have to coach her through movies to watch and stuff. It's quite cool. It's quite cool. Are you, um, are you fucking with the new uh, green screen? Yeah. No, no, no. That's my camera. No, that was your camera? Screen. Ooh. My green screen as the Sabrina. I haven't changed it since. Uh, we tried to do a live show, by the way, guys, on Wednesday. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work at all because uh, my internet was shit. I had barely any sleep. Uh, we were exhausted. Uh, me and Kaz and Tom was, uh, you know, done his thing as well. So we were all very, very tired. So um, it kind of was a 40 minute show and it was just us going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. but you got to think, dude, like it normally we have like three to four people in the show. You were in the midst of traveling. And as I said on the show that nobody got to hear, if I would have known you were traveling that day, I would insist upon us figuring something else out because you're always giving everything to the show. And any time that you can take a little bit of time to yourself, I prefer that. I really do. And I know the fans prefer that as well because you come back refreshed and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. And, I just, I was really, you know, one of those things I was really looking forward to that show. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, I have, I've worked quite a bit over the last few weeks. I think once I get pod, pod aid out of the way, I can kind of just really relax, just 
just be me for a bit, you know, I think once that's out of the way. I, I do feel it looming, and that's not to say it's, like, daunting, and that that's not to be like, oh, it's just too much, but, like, I only get a little bit of it. I only feel a tiny bit of the frustration and the angst that comes along with a big event like this. You got the full brunt because it was your baby. It is like your connections. You're the go-to person. So everything kind of falls on your lap and you try to, you know, distribute any little jobs you can without feeling like, oh, if this goes wrong right now, then that kind of fucks up this for that. So, you know, first of all, well done continuing to manage it. And two, dude, don't worry. It's going to be over pretty soon. We're going to feel a lot better. And then we're going to get back to the normal jiv and jive. Yeah, 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 and I've I've had I've had a few days away, and I feel guilty for it. <laughs> I'm guilty no. for spending time with my family, and I shouldn't. I should no, no, no. You're right. I shouldn't do. Um, so like, no, it's been nice. We and my my days away have been great, man. I've, I mean, I'm absolutely, totally exhausted right now. I mean, we did. Um, we drove down towards London, and we went to um to Windsor to Legoland, um, Windsor, mm. and it was fantastic, great, um, loads of just hilarity for that day. I dropped my shoe uh, in the water on one of the rides. I saw that. Is- <laughs> did you get the Did you get the plague when you retrieved it from that water, or how'd that go? <laughs> it was fine. It was just, like, so we went on this like. I took a jet ski ride and they, you, you spear, steer to come out and, and bombs go off in the water and stuff. It was great. Um, but to get in, you had to like lift up this like li- this little bar and then just shimmy in. But ours wouldn't lift up, so I put Timmy in the ride and I climbed over like you do on a bike. And as I went to bring my other leg over, it caught the heel and just took my shoe off and went in the water. And I was like, yo, dude, uh, my shoe's in the water. And he had to come and bring a big net and bring it and they give it me back I was like thank you I had to put it on squelch all the way around Legoland that's hilarious now was it like croc or was it like proper shoe oh it's my vans they're vans big puffish <sighs> vans <laughs> so not only was it like you know this is uncomfortable this is wet but like literally you're running the risk of like some serious fucking uh, what are they called uh, um, calluses and uh, blisters oh, from wearing painful. the very painful well, because like when, when my toes have gone wet when you when you feel, your shoes get wet they go white and puffy right and they would, my toes were rubbing together as I was walking and my toes were like fuck you fuck you fuck you with every single step I had uh, and then we went to uh, Warwick Castle I wish I had pictures for you today guys but I've literally just got in from that. prison oh it's so, um, so stunning Warwick Castle is like one of the most like known haunted castles in the world if I'm not mistaken right it, it I mean, the original grounds uh, go back to like sort of 1068. There was, um, it was put into use by William the Conqueror after 1066 as a as a, a castle that would be right in the centre of England, which meant the English could go up to Wales, fuck up Wales, come uh, Scotland and Wales, and go back get back into it. And anybody fleeing north would just be stopped at Warwick Castle. It's a very very important uh, castle. Lots and lots of history there. Yeah, it's it's quite notorious. Um, I remember there was a show, uh, Scariest Places on Earth, and they would like, it was essentially, did you ever see Fear on MTV? It was like a show where they take like, you know, you know the hot teenagers or whatever, they'd send them to really <laughs> spooky places with like uh, steady cams that face towards them. They'd be asked to do tasks like go to the, the cabin and retrieve the diary. And, you know, 
calamity would ensue and scaring and bumps in the night and shit. There was that, but there was also scariest places on earth where they concentrate on some of the scariest places. And it seemed like every single time that they'd have like a group challenge of staying 24 hours somewhere or staying the night, it was always Warwick Castle. Um, if I can find um, the video, I'll, I'll uh, send it to you. You, really ne- quick. you nearly got there. You, the first time you said it, you said Warwick. And then the second mm. time you said Warwick. So, I mean, oh. you, you kind of half passed. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm so sorry that I'm not British. I don't fucking Cast know. Cast all the time. Even now, she still does it. Warwick struggles with it so much. Bless her. The lady is from fucking, um, uh, from Colombia. Give her a fucking break. I know. she's. We've got these crazy places in uh, in the UK. Norwich. Norwich is N-O-R-W-I-C-H. So, like, there's these hmm. crazy places that we have to pronounce. And our guest has just arrived as we were chatting away. Um, and uh, I want to say again, thank you to Kaz, my wife, who's putting these guests together for us whilst I'm just being too busy, obviously, um, to the show. I hope he doesn't mind us bringing him into the show as we're, as we're recording. Is our guest, Mr. Sean Canan. Thank you. Is it Canan? Is that right? Have I pronounced that okay? No, Canon. It's Canaan. Kanan, ah, fail, fail for Whiteley. How you doing? Yeah. Good. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, Tom. I I just finished a movie earlier this, well, actually a couple months ago, where I had your haircut. Really? I, I did a film with Bruce. Well, actually, I did two films with Bruce Willis in uh, Puerto Rico uh, this year, and uh, the director's a really good friend of mine. And he kept teasing me, saying that I was going to have to get a mohawk, texting me. And I thought he was you know, <laughs> kidding me. And I got there and, uh, yeah, full on mohawk. Um, I, I, I got that. like the, I got the, thank you. I got the semi-hawk. Um, I've been rocking it like steady for going on like six, seven years now. And it's cool because like the most of the hair gone, part of the hair like longer has come back into vogue for like yeah. a lot of fashion. So the mohawk fits it perfectly. So everyone's like, oh, look at that trendy motherfucker. He's really <laughs> on point. And I'm like, no, I just never lost it from when I was a kid. And I was like, I like that haircut. It's it's interesting the way people kind of react to you. Um you know, I, Absolutely. I, I would get on the elevator going up to my room after filming and I would see mothers with their children just kind of put their arms around them and gently move them to the side. I feel with a haircut like this that makes uh, not even like a statement. It just makes a statement to everybody else, not to me, but like to everyone else you just gotta be extra extra nice when you're rocking this haircut so then like oh okay it's just hair you're like yes it's just fucking hair get over yourself um the the only other problem is that like with the way that the culture is very pc right now a lot of people are like your culture you're appropriating that haircut aren't you and i'm like i don't think so like oh yes you are and i'm like I mean, um, yeah, 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 that's it, 100%. <laughs> They're like, yo, Mr. T did it first. Where's your chains, you <laughs> No. Um, the uh, the Mohawk Indians were a, a big community that had it, and um, I, I think that that continued all the way to the dog soldiers in World War II. It was a similar thing. But generally speaking, no one has the, the smarts to call me out on it. So I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I think I'll be all right. I think it's one of those hair, hairdos as well that just doesn't lose its like I mean like the Peaky Blinders thing was a thing for a while recently and we shaved the side of their heads and have the comb over we did it with Timmy my six year old he looked cool I saw a picture from the other day and I was like oh my god he looked like a right chap a chap by the way here in the UK is a real common like yo you know the kind of to explain a chap to American guys is a very odd one but like I look at it now I'm like oh my god he's just oh, 
terrible. But like about the time, it's like, oh, so cool, so cool. Also, I want to explain if you guys can make out the the. I, I did try to wipe it off. Tom is my witness. He's got a teardrop still on my. I just come back from Absolutely. the prison, so I'm covered in these fake tattoos. I work at a prison as an actor, so I've got these very terrible drawn-on tattoos. He's um, a he's a very good um, a live performer. The, people go through this uh, shutdown old jail, and it, it's almost like a an experience, a scare room, a, a whole bunch of yeah. things kind of like amalgamed together. And Alex is, you know, what's up? What's it called? It's um, it's 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 Shrewsbury Prison in the UK. So Shrewsbury Shrewsbury Prison closed in two thousand and thirteen. And they run events there, so they have escape rooms, and they they have prison ah. escapes. So instead of an escape room, you, you're trying to escape a whole prison. And there's like live actors like me, like oh I, yeah, they're running around and dodgy geezer, and I get up to stuff and screw <laughs> people over and stuff. Yeah, it's quite cool. Um, but enough about us. Um, you're our guest today, Sean. Um, so tell us about yourself. How does it all begin for you, sir? How does it all begin? Well, my, my mother and my father got together. They had a little bomb. <laughs> no, I, I moved out to I moved out to uh, Los Angeles in 1987. Um, you know, I knew I wanted to be an actor. Uh, I was going to school in Boston at Boston University, and so I transferred to UCLA to finish my political science degree, and uh, you know, really embark on my acting career in earnest. And uh, Knocked on a lot of doors, had a lot of them slammed in my face, uh, eventually kind of got my foot in and then just, uh, you know, continued to uh, be pretty tenacious. Um, Karate Kid 3 was definitely, you know, my big break, uh, sort of put me on the, you know, I guess the, the international map um, because the show, mm. because the film was, uh, you know, internationally known. Um, but yeah, I've been doing this for... Uh, over 30 years now. Um, I'm also very involved with producing and writing and, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of about it. Is it, so is this something that you always, I, I, I try to not ask like generic questions. Did you right. always want to be an actor? Like, but did you, you always want to be an actor? It's something like you no, woke up one I, day and you thought. I talk about this a lot in my book, way of the Cobra. Um, I grew up in uh, a, a pretty small town, about 25,000 people. And I think, you know, I think when you grow up in a small town, you have a natural tendency to want to look beyond your immediate horizon to the bigger world. And so for me, my greatest form of escape was going to movies. I loved going to movies by myself. And I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, Clint Eastwood is the outlaw Josie Wales and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Bruce Willis, I'm sorry, Bruce Willis, Bruce Lee, um, were my earliest mentors. And, mm. and in addition to being mentors, I was really wowed by the, the effect of seeing these guys on this 30-foot screen. And I think probably that started to spark an interest in me to want to wanna act. And, you know, initially, I, I think I wanted to become an actor to you know, kind of express myself. And as I've gotten older and gone down the path more, I've, I, I've realized that it's not just about expressing myself really what i want to do is inspire people and you know acting is only one conduit to doing that um i i also am able to do that with my motivational speaking and my uh my writing uh and even my producing so um you know yeah it's something i wanted to do very early on but it, it grew into something um i think a lot more defined as i gained a little more life experience 
Um, I also find that people, because I'm from a small community as well. Like I was born in New York, an hour outside New York City, so that's not that big. But I grew up in Vermont. Like this is where oh. I've been. Yeah, absolutely. This is where I've been for like most of my life. And I find that people that are from a small community, aside from wanting to, you know, branch out and see more, they also want their voice to be heard more Mm -hmm. because it almost seems like it's so impossible to kind of like reach out beyond that. You just tend to be a little bit louder than the average person. Like I, I bet if you were to put your drive compared to somebody in like, let's say LA that start off in LA. I bet you your drive would be a time bit more if I was to take a guess, just because it, it, it's so unreal from where we stand in right. life at that point compared to someone that grew up, you know, 20 feet down the road from when they were filming movies all the time. I imagine quite daunting as well, though. Daunting is like, Oh my God, look at all these lights and all these people and all this noise and there's cars and stuff everywhere, you know? <laughs> hmm? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, w- I wasn't exactly a hayseed. I mean, I went to, uh, I went hey, to. Hey, what's wrong being a hayseed? Excuse um, me. I went to college in Boston, so I mean, I was pretty much in the big city by the time I was about eighteen years old. But mm. uh, yeah, I've always considered myself a little more of a city mouse than a country mouse. Um, so walk us through, I read your IMDb. I saw that you're on like step-by-step and there was this, uh, the, the first thing on there was, uh, werewolves. Was that a TV show? If I'm not werewolf, mistaken? werewolf was, uh, werewolf was a show that was on, um, Fox television. Um, yeah, that was the, that was the first, uh, television show I ever did. And it's, it's kind of funny. Um, the, the actor who was the lead actor on werewolf was a guy named John J York, who I would later go on to work with on General Hospital. And while I was filming, and and also the other co-star in that episode uh, was an actress named Cami Cooper who would later become my character on General Hospital's girlfriend. The other other guy that was uh, a co-star in that episode was best friends with Billy Zabka from Karate Kid 3, plays Johnny Lawrence. So Billy came to the set and I actually got to meet him you know, uh, a good year or so before I ever won the part of Mike Barnes in the Karate Kid Three. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was that that one show was really interesting. There were a lot of um, um, intersections to it that you know had this sort of paid off later in my career. I mean, I always think I do think about the Cobras. I was like, Did they all meet up in a bar afterwards and be like, "Yeah, you know," because like the, 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 when they were, when they've been making Cobra Kai, it just seems like they have such a close connection, you know. Um, so I, I have I genuinely thought about that. Did they all meet up in a bar and have this secret? Well, meal, you, know, you know, you know, I wasn't. I was in the third one, so I was the only Cobra. Uh, mm. Apart from uh, Martin Cove, who plays uh, uh, Sensei Crease. So, all the guys like uh, Ron Thomas and Tony O'Dell and, um, you know, Billy and th- those guys all knew each other, did a film together, and, and were very close. I got to know Billy, and, you know, now I, I mean, Billy's a friend. Um, I don't see him that often, but we, we talk every now and again and see each other occasionally at. Uh, you know, at, at events and things like that. But I think, you know, once you once you put on the black sleeveless gi, I think you're part of a, a fraternity. Um, that, uh, but I, I will tell you this. Uh, last night I went and had dinner with Daryl Vidal. Um, oh. Daryl Vidal played Vidal from Locust Valley Karate who fought Johnny Lawrence and 
he's the inventor of the crane kick and he and I are good friends. I actually train with Daryl. Um, oh. he, he trains me in uh, Filipino stick and knife fighting. And so we're, wow. we're really good friends. Yeah. Um, now, is it like a little, is, is a little like uh, scary to join onto a product that's already so well established? Cause I mean, at the point, like, you know, karate kid was, you know, karate kid for fuck's sake. I mean, Daniel's on everything yeah. else and you're joining up, you know, a couple movies in, is that kind of like a scary type of thing or is that more exciting? It was both. Um, you know, Tom, I, I was a guy that a year before, I, I got the role was like a paying customer watching Karate Kid too, and Absolutely. you know I grew up on uh, Happy Days. So for me, uh, Pat Morita was Arnold before he was Mr. Miyagi, right? I mean, yes. Uh, so you know when I got the role, it there was a period that was it was very surreal for me, and I had to very quickly get over that pinch me mentality and realized that I was there to do a job. And you know, the other thing is that all of the other guys had worked together. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith was obviously new like I was, but you know, they were known commodities. The producers knew mm. what they could do. And I was a very, very new actor. And um, you know, they hired me, but I don't think they really were 100% confident that I was gonna be able to you know, cross the finish line. And it really wasn't until the final all Valley tournament scene, you know, where, where they actually came up to me and they said, you did it, you did it. You were able to make it happen. And um, I, it, that really, that really kind of let me know that, you know, they were, they were concerned, you know, because if that final scene didn't work, then the entire movie doesn't work at all. Um, so yeah, it was, it was daunting, but, once I realized, okay, this is like, you know, put your big boy pants on because this is a big movie and it's got, you know, international following and I've got a job to do. Um, you know, I, I got to it. Now, did you have any like experience in fighting prior to this? Did they pick you based on the fact that you took karate as a kid or was this something you kind of had to learn on the job? No, I'd studied, uh, I'd studied Shotokan karate for, uh, uh years before taking the role so nice. uh, i had a pretty strong background in japanese karate which was very similar to you know what mike barch actually though I, actually i guess through cobra kai we have now come to learn that cobra kai is based on tang Soo do which is korean but you know here's the thing without getting in the weeds i i really don't think that they could have hired somebody with no martial arts background and made this guy yeah. look like a black belt. Um, you know, in addition to all the dialogue and everything that you know you had to do for the film, we had um, intense choreography to learn, and um, you know, just being able to do it was only one part of it. There was being able to do it, remembering it, and being able to do it in a way that was safe, so that you know, Ralph wasn't going to get hurt or anyone else wasn't going to get hurt. I wasn't going to get hurt. If anyone gets hurt, that's, uh, you know, that grinds production to a halt. That wouldn't be very good to uh, actually knock out like a Ralph Macchio around the way. Like, oh boy, Danielson. Well, to be fair, you kind of have a weak jaw. So, I mean, like, I just want to put it out there. I know this is a karate kid. Yeah. <laughs> but you ever think about maybe making it the Sean Kinane kid by any chance? Because he just went down really quick. <laughs> 
You guys have a tough time with my last name, don't you? <laughs> it's I, I really do. Well, to be totally fair, like, like normally I'm a tiny bit better, but like I've been up for what times are now two o'clock. I've been up for twenty three and a half hours. Oh, he does this every week. So I'm winding yeah. off doing a night shift. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Just put the mat down, brother. Just put it. Down. I really wish that was like in like given to me on the job. I feel like I would do a much better job, but they haven't <laughs> taken recreational drug use into the insurance policy yet. I, I feel it's really a uh, miss uh, a downfall on their side of it, being like, "Oh, we should probably look into this." No, it, it's just the way it works. With my family, you know, I got a, I got three kids. I got a wife. I want to be able to see them during the school year, and unfortunately, the night shift because I refuse to step down in jobs. I want to continue trending up. Words, obviously, I like that. Um, what what's up? I'm sorry. I said I like that. That's a good ad. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, w- I really wish I did something else, but that's okay. Alex, you man with the hand. I oh, know. I was trying. I was. I was like. I was like. Why are they? Not, why are they ignoring? They're not talking. I was muted the whole time. I was like. I was talking about Taekwondo and you know you're saying about how you, <laughs> you can't really do this without a bit of training uh, you know talking about movements and getting your leg up and stuff my, my kid goes to Taekwondo and we go with him every week to watch him and there's some people there that, that, that are just amazing at what they do obviously the, the, the black belts to help with the kids and stuff and the way they can get their leg up and spin around and stuff and Taekwondo and karate very similar um, I, I can appreciate that now it comes the important question is with Cobra Kai just literally blowing up everywhere. It literally is one of the biggest things at the moment. Have has your phone rang at all? You know, I get I get asked this question honestly probably about fifty times a week, um, and you know I just I can't say. I mean, you know, I just I tell people keep the faith. I don't think we've seen the last of Mike Barnes, um, but you know, just sort of out of a sense of fairness to. Uh, the show, uh, you know, I, I really don't comment on that one way or I'm the glad. other. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad you, you you chose that role yeah. because it would it would be a huge spoiler. Because like, if we do see you like come out of a curtain or something, we're like, oh, he's been on that show. Like, you know, it'd be quite nice. Um, but like, yeah. you know, I do worry about. Um, not worry i think about it like these guys have been out of out of this for a few years. You know, Johnny Lawrence is like in his forties now. Fifty, you know. And yet he's back to training and he's throwing people around as if he was like just doing it yesterday, you know? It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Billy Zabka is a really great martial artist. Um, he's he's very good. Um, and, uh, you know, these guys are training constantly. I mean, mm. they are, you know, training, you know, every week, probably every day. I imagine um, since they got the call, they'd be like, ooh, this yeah. is that chance. <laughs> Um, I think yeah. they probably have knocked the dust off a little bit, but I mean, um, you know, I think mm. they all look great. So now, so you get this amazing role, you get to be in Karate Kid Part Three. Where does that lead you to next? So after that, I wound up doing a television show called The Outsiders, based on a book by S.E. Hinton. Uh, you know, there was the movie that was made with Tom Cruise and mm. Patrick Swayze and all those guys. They did a television version of that. Uh, yeah, Francis Ford Coppola produced it. Um, it was oh, great. Get the fuck out of here! What was that, that like? That must have been impressive. Amazing. I mean, that was a that was a book that I grew up reading. Um, mm. I uh, I loved uh, the books by S. C. Hinton, um, and I got to play uh, the leader of the Socias, which was the rich rich kids gang. Uh, this is set in uh, uh, Oklahoma in the fifties, uh, and you got the rich kids gang, and then you got the greasers, and it was it was amazing. Um, <clears throat> After that, I, I did a couple of the things, and then, you know, I realized that a lot of these roles I was getting 
was a result of, you know, more of being a young, good looking guy and having some charisma. <clears throat> and if I really wanted to have longevity in this business, then I really had to, you know, have respect for acting. I had to, I had to, you know, make my bones. And uh, um, I, I went and did a play, which was one of the best things that I could have ever done. I got back in acting class and, uh, you know, I worked really hard. And um, mm. uh, from there, I wound up uh, getting the role on General Hospital, which wound up being uh, uh, about a five-year run. Wow. Uh, and then later went back in 2015, after 15 years, uh, uh, to reprise my role. So, um, uh, yeah, I got, you know, look, a lot of people knew who I was. Um, mm. um, but I needed to kind of you know, go and do the work so that, uh, you know, so that I could keep doing this and not kind of be a little flash in the pan. Yes. Now, so he's done lots of many. He's very versatile. Look at all the roles he's played. Look at this. Bum, 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 bum. It will yeah. pay off one day. Yeah. Sean's the fucking Swiss Army knife of actors for a <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Let's, let's give him some. Like now, would you have preferred to do like, you know, say like three or four more movies, or do you feel that something like the, uh, the, the soap opera was more beneficial to you as an actor because it's a completely different thing. It's out of like maybe your comfort level or wheelhouse. And it kind of teaches you how to like be a little bit more quick on your feet. Which one would you prefer to do? Um, I mean, I mean, I would be lying if I said what I, would I have loved to have starred in three more big budget films of course i would have but i don't know that i could have done it effectively um i i, I don't know i mean I, maybe but um i think going to the soap opera um it 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 did help me learn how to make acting choices very quickly i was getting the opportunity you know to act professionally every single day so it, it was Oh, really so hugely followed that I went from one project that was really well known to another one that was really well known. And so it it gave me a lot of visibility as an actor, which is very helpful when trying to win other roles. Oh, absolutely. And especially because, like like you said, you know, the the, uh, the soap opera is so widely known. And it's funny because Robin Williams said to Kevin Smith one time, you know, uh, Kevin asked him, what are you most known for? It must be like, you know, hello, Vietnam or something along these lines. And he's like, no, you know, um, after so many years, it's still Mork. People yell out, Mork, because Mork. you're in people's homes every day, you know, and they depend on you. And they, you know, they see more of you that way than any other media. So. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. you know, of course, for the, you know, for the work, it was very important. But then as well as like almost a uh, like a tech school of sorts, it was also mm -hmm. very important for your career. Right. Right. No, I, I look, I really enjoyed doing soap operas. I also had a really long run on The Bold and the Beautiful, which uh, oh. at the time was syndicated in over 100 countries. And um, it afforded me the opportunity to work extensively in Europe Um so, yeah, I have no regrets about uh, the time that I spent on daytime. Oh, no, of course. And I was I hope I wasn't, like, leading on to the fact that you would be no, buying oh, shorts. No, and, uh, no I, think, I, think it's, I think it's really important, though, because, like, you know, you, you, 
My wife uh, threw on Home and Away um, <laughs> randomly the other day. She, she used to watch that show religiously. It's one of the biggest soaps on the planet. Um, and she hadn't. Watched, she used to watch it religiously. And she yeah. threw it on. She was like, oh, they're still in it. Oh, and they're yeah. still in it. Oh, Marilyn's still there. All these people that are in there. And these people, like you said, they're part of people's lives, you know. If you could get a, a, like a gig on, on, on Home and Away for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years, that's, that's the dream, isn't it? Surely. Well, I mean, I think it depends. It depends what you want to do. I mean, for me at this point in my career, um, I've started doing a lot of films again. Uh, like I said, I I just finished two uh, terrific action films with Bruce Willis earlier this year. Uh, they're going to be coming out, I believe, in October, and I'm about to start another film next week. And then I leave to go to Italy to start another film. So, you know, I'm finally wow. getting to a point in my career where I'm doing what I really wanted to do, which is, you know, going from one film to the next. Um, you know, some of them are less recognizable than um, others, but, uh, you know, that's what I like to do. I mean, I think you get a, a better opportunity for preparation and rehearsal on films. Um, and I just, I don't know, I think, you know, films are, films are forever. You know, you do a film, whether it's a piece Absolutely. of shit or it's good, it's, it's there forever as opposed to television, which now, Television is archived on the internet, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I just, I, I just think there's something really special about film. Oh, absolutely! It, it brings you to a different world. It, it's one of my favorite things, and I, I've spoken about this a lot. Like, um, I lived down the road from a drive-in movie theater, so the summers were very important to me as a kid. We'd sneak in, we'd see every single movie that was coming out that year, at least in the summertime months. And it brings you somewhere for an hour or two a night. It brings you somewhere, yeah. and that's why films are so important. Plus, you know, they're they're the oldest way of viewing. TV is relatively new in like the parlance of media. If we really think mm -hmm. about it, things like the radio and the movie have been around for 100 plus years now it's, mm -hmm. it, it's pretty impressive why do you think that people fall so hard for soap operas in in your opinion because i mean like there are fans of things without doubt but like soap opera fans just like you know alex's wife and a couple other people i've met like uh, my best friend's grandmother they're die hard fans why do you think that is i think there are a couple reasons i think at the core soap operas are based on relationships. Um, and they, most soap operas have been on for so long that audiences have had a long time to connect with the characters and see them go through multiple emotional struggles and changes and they feel bonded to them. I think that's the first thing. Mm. I think the second thing is that unlike a film where you have to go get in your car, drive to the theater, pay 20 bucks and sit in the dark and pay attention, um, soap operas, like most television, you can turn it on passively, uh, even as background noise. But it's something that it's kind of like a reassuring constant that that is in a lot of people's lives, always there, always dependable when you want it. And I think that creates sort of a psychological bond to it. Um, there's there's a, there's a family aspect to it as well. I mean, my my fam hmm. growing up. Uh, my my parents would watch soaps, you know, and they would be like, "Oh my God, Ashley was about to walk in and Janice, and uh, we're about to find out what happens." And they've had to wait all weekend, and they all crowd around on Monday because they can't wait to see what Ashley says to Janice. And it's like it's got like that family aspect. Everybody crowds around the TV, and they're kind of like, "Ooh, here it comes!" You know, it's like a, uh, it's a denominator that, uh, that that you know the family can talk about together and mm. uh, it, effectively it's a way of i guess bonding the family when, when multiple people in the family watch it and can discuss it
Oh, absolutely. Like even me, who I, I don't particularly, and no offense to anyone that does, it, the only like soap opera I got tricked into watching was I fell in love with True Blood. And I was, I got to the very end of the series. I was like, that was a fucking soap opera if I've ever seen one. <laughs> and, um, but my, like I said, my best friend growing up, his grandmother loved soap operas, but she'd also watch like uh, The Price is Right in the morning. So I'd, I'd wait for my friend to get up and I'd watch TV with his gram and we'd bullshit. And then eventually the soap operas would come on, be like, well, it's time to wake up Damien. And but even like the theme <laughs> song of certain soap operas just kicking these nostalgia feels of like hot yeah. summer days and waiting in my buddy's basement for him to get his ass up out of bed so we can go, you know, find some mischief for the day. <laughs> Love it's, it. Uh, it. It's really uh, arrow, arrow too. I was kind of like, this is getting kind of soap opera at one point. I was kind of like, oh, I don't really care for these uh these relationships these superheroes are supposed to be having. Let's uh, let's do some DC well, I, stuff. I, I, uh, the, I think it's because they watch like soap operas and like, wait a minute, they get like a million plus viewers every single day, and that's mm. five days a week. How could we like get this algorithm right so we can accomplish the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you f- have you ever felt like uh, because you've got you have got a vast array of different roles that you've played? Mm. Um, I always wonder whether like typecasting becomes a, 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 like you know if you get that one role. That turns you into, I don't know, a Joker-type character, and now everybody thinks you're the villain, and you get played for villains all the time. Well, is that something that an actor wants or doesn't want, you know? Mm. Well, um, I think there are times when an actor plays a role that they become so identifiable with, it's a double-edged sword. Um, you know, I don't think Ralph Macchio would have any complaints about being recognized as Daniel LaRusso, no. but has it, made it, has it made it more difficult for him to get other roles? Maybe. Um, um, early on in my career, I, I was getting typecast. I was playing a lot of bad guys, sort of those James Spader-esque, um, you know, blonde haired, you know, snarky, you know, assholes. Mm. And, um, now as I got a few lines on my face and I've, you know, been around the block a few times, I'm, I'm getting other roles offered to me, which are infinitely more fun to play. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I've had to fight really, really hard and diligently to get out of the mold of being a, you know, soap opera actor. Um, Mm. I still hear it and it's, uh, you know, so I haven't done a soap opera now for probably, uh, uh, five years. Mm. And, uh, uh, in that time I've done quite a bit of other stuff and, you know, it's still a struggle sometimes to get people to see me. Um, you know, I'm hoping that after these two films with Bruce Willis come out and this next film I'm doing, that people are going to start, you know, putting soap operas in the rearview window for me and, and mm. seeing me more in a different light. But, you know, I, you know, I, I, got, I, I just have to keep doing what I'm doing. I can't really worry about, you know, how people are, are seeing me. No, absolutely. Now, I I kind of feel, and maybe you, you, since you're an actual act, like I've never acted a day in my life. Um, maybe you can tell me if I'm just crazy. I feel like typecasting is kind of falling to the wayside a tiny bit in the generation that we're in. Like you'll have some of the best comedians be the most serious roles nowadays, and and of course they've always done something similar. But now, I, I think it's easier for you know certain actors to accomplish certain things, like you know in the way of like a Jordan Peele. They'll be like, "Oh, you want to direct a horror movie? Sure." Or uh, Chris Rock, "You want to do a horror movie? Sure." Uh, do you, is it? Do you feel that it's kind of going to the wayside, or is it still very prevalent? And me as an outsider, I just don't see it. 
undoubtedly you're seeing major film actors doing television projects because mm. some of the very, very best entertainment is on television now. Yeah, you know, these, sure. um, these, uh, limited, limited television series. I just saw them with Nicole Kidman and, and Hugh Grant and it, they called it a limited series and it was fantastic. Yes. And you're getting like a list, you know, uh, film people wanted to do television for a number of reasons. The first is television moves very quickly and that's, that's appealing. Um, generally, you're, you're doing television. Um, a lot of it can be done in, you know, Los Angeles, where a lot of actors live, which means they don't have to go on location and leave their family. Um, so I, I think that that has broken down some of the, the walls of stigma that, um, you know, people that have been on television uh, encounter when trying to make the crossover to film. I think there is still a lot of it, um, but I do think it's gotten better. Um, yeah, I feel I, like... I, um, I don't know. I, I think it's... I mean, it, it does still exist, but I think it's getting better. Well, it's good. I mean, like, I, I would hope that'd be the case because, you know, the, if anything's been proven, it's that, you know, no one person should do one thing for too long because then it becomes, you know, disinteresting and you don't want to keep pursuing your love because it becomes a job and less of a love. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm lucky. So, like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like a I, job. Most of the time. I feel like one of the most typecast cat people in the mo at the moment is Lena Headley. You know, she played brilliant, did a brilliant job with Cersei Lannister, and then all of a sudden you see her in in, um, in Dread. Was Dread come before? No, I think Dread came afterwards, isn't it? Well, she's a great, she's a great bitch, isn't she? She played that Cersei <laughs> Lannister role brilliantly, and they're like, "Oh, who can play a great bad guy? Ah, oh, let's just get Lena Headley, and she does a great job." Yep. And then I saw her in um, Fighting with My Family, that wrestling movie she did. I was just like, oh my god, this role's perfect for her because she like plays the the wrestling heel, but the the family woman as well is brilliant. Is that a Game of Thrones reference that I just missed? I think what happens is an actor has success in one role, and it becomes um, very desirable for producers to put them in a like role because they're now a known commodity that can do that role. And the mm. the, the flip side of that is that you know they are offered a lot of money to do it. And so it becomes mm -hmm. difficult sometimes to say no to that, you know, when you're trying to, you know, build financial stability, stability and everything. Um, but at a certain point, and, and I've, I've reached this in, in my career, you have to make the conscious decision to either say no to roles that may pay you a lot of money, but aren't going to do anything to stretch you out of your, um, not only your comfort zone, but how you're perceived by the industry and the audience at large. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jason Momoa, like you can get him to play an accountant, an accountant, sit him at a desk, but like, okay, you can wear a, 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 you could do, get him a cute and cuddly sweater and get him to do, you know, a very slow drama. But I mean, it's it. I mean, Adam Driver did that with the marriage story thing with, um, you know, yeah, Scott yeah. Johansson. That was fantastic as well. Um, See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like typecast is kind of like something that is falling to the wayside because they got to give everyone a chance to do everything. I think the days of like an Adam West where he was only offered that role after Batman just kind of like is, is not really the case because they're willing to take a chance. There's so much stuff out there that they have to take mm -hmm. risks, right? That, that's like Netflix's yeah, strategy yeah. for the last three years. I mean, I think there's ways for actors to try and break out of that. I mean, one is to go do theater, you know, um, 
if mm. you've got a if you've got a big name in television or certainly in film, and you want people to see you in another light in a role that you might not otherwise be offered, go to a play. I mean, granted, not everybody sees a play, but a lot of industry people see plays. Uh, mm. You know, the other is you know to do what I did. Uh, I created my own series uh, on Amazon Prime, uh, Studio City, and. Uh, we just oh. won the Emmy for best uh, best show. So oh, congratulations! Uh, it's it's my, fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it's been my my dream to get this show made, and I was going to create a role for myself that was going to allow me to, you know, demonstrate some of the other things that I can do. Oddly enough, it is about an aging soap star, but but it's you know the character is not a soap opera character. He's a guy that's got all sorts of interpersonal problems and, you know, insecurities and shortcomings and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been really wonderful for me, um, to get recognition for that. Is that the one where they start off the trailer with the, uh, the soap opera dude, like in the bedroom, the two chicks, did I see a commercial for your show? And I didn't even realize it. Okay. I'm going to have to look it up afterwards. I'm not very good. Called Studio Um, City. It's on Amazon prime. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to check, check it out. out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, probably should have done that before you came on the show, Sean. I do apologize. Um, well, to be totally fair, I find that this is better to find out this stuff organically than if we did all the research in the world, because then we're just a couple of other interviewers. This is a podcast. It's supposed to be more of a conversation, less of right. a you know interview show. And I, I feel that's more, yeah, exactly. More beneficial for me, more beneficial for you. But that sounds excellent. Um, I, Me and the wife got to watch something tonight. We've run out of stuff to watch. I want to try to do Suicide Squad because it looks good. I don't know if anyone else has actually seen the trailers for the new Suicide Squad. It, it looks far better than the last couple movies they put out. James Gunn, of course, is backing the whole thing. So it's got that Guardians of the Galaxy buddy feel. Right. So so I feel it's absolutely worth the shot. But we tend to get done with stuff and we're like, well, what do you want to do next? And well, I definitely want to check that out. Studio City is shot. It's it's um, it's uh, called a limited fiction series. So the episodes are between you know 12 and 15 minutes each. They're very digestible. Ooh, you can watch nice. all 11 episodes. Uh, you know, in, in a couple hours. And uh, I think you'll dig it. It's funny. It's a funny show. Now, um, now where did you come up with that model? Like, uh, you know, 11 to 15 minute long episodes. Was that something that was already being offered? Or was that something you came up with yourself? And you're like, really oh, this was, is how it-, it, it... It was largely a function of the resources that we had to make the show. Um, hmm. It was also... It also appealed to our... Uh, our director, uh, because he was, you know, going to use equipment and crew that he had left over from a film and kind of slide them into it. And and this was just this was what we could do was do these uh, shorter form episodes. Um, right now we're we're in discussions to um, uh, take the show to a, a larger, uh, longer format rather. So that's mm. my hope that we take it to you know a twenty two minute oh. to thirty minute format. What we'll do then is we'll watch this, and then if you do get it, we'll bring you back on the show. We'll oh, talk about it. I like it. It'd be amazing. I like it. Yeah. Now, no- do you do you think that'll be more beneficial for the story structure of the show, or do you think that might be a little dangerous since you already have had success in the way that it's formatted right now? I don't know. That's that's a really valid question, and it's one that we wrestle with too. Um, I feel really confident in the crew that we have and the cast that we have and the writing team, 
which I'm one, mm. uh, and my wife is one. Um, so yeah. I, I would welcome the challenge. Um, uh, I would love the opportunity to really open it up and, you know, uh, explore more about each of these characters, each of these characters' lives. Uh, it, it would afford us the opportunity also to bring on new characters and develop them. And, you know, one of the things that happens when you win an Emmy is your phone starts ringing and actors start saying, uh, hey, man, I've known you for 20 years. Can I get on your show? So it, 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 some of the people that are calling are the ones you called initially to work on the show. And they, you know, when, you're, when you're an unproven commodity and you say, hey, come on the show, people are like, eh, I don't know. You know, and once once you get a little bit of uh, a little bit of um, recognition, people are, are more uh, open. to it. Oh, the chicken comes home to roost. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, dickhead. Off your fuck. Like, <laughs> just imagine it. <laughs> oh my god, what a what, what a position to be in! And of course, like you mentioned it before, that like you you do a lot of motivational speaking and stuff. Is there is there a, a goal there to bring on a new generation of actors and and help hone in young talent? Well, my motivational speaking is not directed towards actors. Um, I have a book oh, wow. out now. Um, it's called Way of the Cobra, and uh, it's a motivational nice. book. Uh, set up that you were in my dojo, I'm the sensei, you're my student. Uh, COBRA is an acronym for uh, character optimization, balance, respect, and abundance. And, and these are the strategies that I've used through my life to achieve some of my success. And uh, the book is doing incredibly well. And um, it's my wife coming out. Let's make sure she has clothes on. Hi, babe. Doing the interview. She's close. Hello. Good. <laughs> yeah. Either either way, we're totally good. I mean, it's either going to be great ratings or phenomenal ratings, and yeah, we'll give her we'll give her top billing and everything. If that's the case, man. I mean, we don't want to be disrespectful, but you know, you gotta be respectful. You're, you're, you're a trooper, Tom. Thanks. Oh, no problem, brother. I'm that guy. It, it's my you, uh, actually, it's oh, yeah. yeah, it's it, it's my wedding anniversary today. So, like, as oh, a dude. Thank you, thank you. As a dude that's been married for eleven years, I think I've understand nothing about women. So that seems like the best idea in the world for me. Yeah, I like yeah. it. So, are you are you planning something special to do with your wife? Um, kind of. So we're getting tattoos tomorrow. Um, we're getting uh, uh, matching, not matching, but like conjoined tattoos. Um, so when a we tonight. hold hands, like a mess. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's um, it's a tree, and I'm getting half of the tree with the roots and everything, and then she's getting she's the getting other the half of the tree. So when we uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when we hold hands, she's chopping down the tree at that point and basically saying you're a real prick. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's cool though. Um, we're we're doing that. We we also had a fortunately like a loss in the family recently, so we did have plans to go out tonight, but that kind of changed because now we have to do all sorts of different things. We got to go down to New Jersey on Monday, so thing things you know change, but being together for 14 years because we've been married for 11 together 14 um you kind of learn to just kind of go with the flow so if that's what happens that's yeah, what that's, happens that's you what know? marriage is it's going through life together uh whether exactly life is easy or not easy at the time you're doing it with you know someone you love so that's that's uh, great and and speaking about that was your wife a writer prior to the show or is that just something you saw in her and you just kind of wanted to see if she was interested in doing no, I think she's. I think she's had a really strong acumen for writing for a long time. Um, uh, the show definitely, you know, created a, a platform for her to um, really jump in and and show everybody what she's got. We um, 
we, we were both nominated for, um, uh, well, actually, do we win? I can't remember. We were, we were nominated for a writing award for the Indie Series Awards, and she's getting all sorts of accolades and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm just hanging out of the coattails. But she's, uh, she's directing mm-hmm. her first film next month in Italy, which is really exciting. Wow. Yeah, so I get, like I get to go along as the plus one and hang out in Italy. <laughs> Check me out on the plus one. Uh, I mean, that must be really amazing for her, right? And of course, for you as well. It it's just like right out the gate, you know, instant success with something that you know you maybe had a love for doing, and you're like, let me try this in a professional manner, and then bam, uh, fucking it's Emmy nomination. Cool That's amazing. You know, li- living living with you know one of the head writers of the show. It's like I'm in an inc- incubator. 24 hours a day with my my creative partner and it's not just hey you know we're going to the writing room at the studio um it's just you know at all hours we might just sort of talk about something and to have that um ability to do that i think is is a real advantage hmm yeah do you find it to be a little strainful at sometimes because sure. uh, yeah. Oh, no, Absolutely, we totally, we totally want to strangle each other. Sometimes I, uh, I tried doing a podcast with my wife for a little bit, and I realized mm-hmm. that it was just another pressure. We tried adding on to one another, and we're like, "Okay, so I'm going to do this, and you continue being your amazing self over there, but we'll see each other in between, so it's all good." Um, so I understand that type of struggle, and I applaud you for being able to, you know, deal with it, man. I mean, really, well, it's I, not know, easy. I believe that that art sometimes comes from friction rather than absorption, and uh, you know, we definitely. We definitely have our friction, but you know, uh, in, in the creative process. But it's it's spirited debate, and generally, best idea wins. And uh, I I wouldn't trade it. And plus, having a good southpaw doesn't hurt. You know, when she's right. like, "Oh, you don't like it?" Bam! And you're like, "Oh, I love the idea. Brilliant." Yeah. I mean, it's just not. It's so cool to have someone to bash ideas around with. Do you know what I mean? My wife is like my wife is who, who reached out to you, Sean, to bring you on to the show. So she's she's starting to take a have an active role in what we do with the podcast. But you yeah. know, it's it's like if I was to sit there and talk to her about microphones and whatnot and what we talk about with the podcast, so she'd be like, "What the fuck?" You know, one of the things to marriage that's really important is that you have to be very um, cautious that you don't begin leading separate lives. Um, Mm. And, and, you know, if you're able to integrate the things that you do together, um, it really is, it's it's a bonding thing. It's something that, you know, is is generally very good for a marriage. Um, And, uh, you know, like, like you said, if you were if you were doing your podcast by yourself and she was uninvolved, it's just one more thing that's kind of your thing, not mm. your guys's thing. You guys is mm. you guys doing it. hit me in the head with a grammar book. The two of you doing together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I got my first cup of coffee, guys. Oh, you're good, man. I, I understand that sleep deprivation. I feel that like sometimes that's okay as well, though, right? Because like I have one thing. I well, I have a bunch of things. I'm a very fortunate dude. I got the family. I got the the wife, the kids. I got this is like my hobby. This is my job. Like I go to work. I hang out right. with my family. Do all that normal stuff. And then this is like my one hour throughout the week. And then we do a Wednesday night, which is also an hour. So I get like two hours. That's just mine. And she's been very cool about you know understanding that and being like well when i met him he was an artsy type of dude and throughout us being together we had kids and responsibilities and now that everyone's in a like a more comfortable position he can start to express himself again and i and i feel that's very very important so there's also a good way about doing it the other way too i'd say because i also agree with you 
Well, you know, look, I think it's what works for the for the the marriage. You know, my father mm. um, and mom have been married for 55 years. And my dad said, I never wanted to work with your mother because I wanted to have something to talk to her about when I came home. And, yes. you know, it's whatever works. I mean, you know. That is like a big conversation in the morning. It's like, okay, well, what'd you do last night? Oh, that's cool. Who do you have to deal with today? We are the constant bouncing wall of the the animosities that go on at the workplace, which is good, right? They're like the healthy one that can't get you in trouble. Well, right. this is the, the interesting con- concept is that my wife is, is has been uh, working at home throughout covid right she's she started a new job um this year and she's never met anybody there because it's a new job set her a laptop and it is interesting and like when when we sat down i'll come in from work or something because i work nights i'll come in the morning she sat the laptop and she's like oh you never what they guess what they did in the accounting oh they did this, 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 this. i'm just kind of like okay okay but then i realized she kind of needs this yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what you would do in the office. They gossip in the office, and you kind yeah. of had to just let her blow off a bit of steam and be like, "Yes, babe, I totally understand. Um, I hope things get better for you." You know, it's an interesting scenario. It really, um, is, but you can't go out. You know, so socialization is taking on an entirely new face and meaning in the workplace, given that most people are working remotely now, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been fantastic for business owners because they don't have to, you know, a lot of them are getting rid of brick and mortar stores and, uh, you know, people love it because they don't have to travel back and forth mm. to an office. But there is there is also the reality that it, it is a bit detached. I mean, there is mm. a lot to be said when you've got a bunch of people milling about an office, uh, um, exchanging ideas. Um, hopefully creativity is produced. Does that happen when you're, you know, talking to people through Zoom? I don't know. It, it can, but I don't know if it's necessarily as effective. I think that'll time will tell. Now, you uh, let's let, let's get off the lovely train of the the wives talk. Um, you mentioned the Bruce Willis flicks a couple of times. Are you allowed to talk about those? Are they still pretty? Sure. Um, so what what are they? So uh, I did two films with Bruce Willis in Puerto Rico. Um, he uh, he signed a deal with a company called Emmett Phillip uh, Productions for three pictures, and they're all being shot in Puerto Rico. So oh, nice. uh, they're both they're both action films. Um, uh, they're going to be coming out um, uh, in October. Uh, the first one, which is called uh, Survive the Game, is going to be coming out in October. It's going to get a a limited theatrical release, then go to video on demand. And then the second one is a two-part film called The Fortress. Uh, and I think that's going to get a fairly wide um, um, release. Uh, great working with them. I mean, you know, like you guys, I, I grew up watching them. I mean, you know, Bruce oh, Willis, Bruce Willis uh, it was an incredible honor to be a part of that. And uh, a lot of fun. I got to carry a machine gun through the jungles of uh, Puerto <laughs> Rico, looking like a badass in one of them. Um, so it, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a great experience. You were shooting a machine gun in the air. They put me on a soap opera now. Yeah, bitches. <laughs> Bruce, like, what'd you say? He's like, nothing, nothing. I'm working through some stuff over here, Bruce. Don't worry about it. It's cool, right? Amazing. Amazing. The fortress, looks, like am- my, the fortress yeah, looks great. It really does. Um, yeah. 
I will be uh, I will keep my eyes open for that. I always like talking to people that are involved in things because when I was a lot younger, I watched um, the Dawn of the Dead, uh, the, the original, the George A. Romero uh, 1979 Dawn of the Dead. Exactly. And um, they came out with this really cool like triple disc like collector's edition. And it was right as I was getting into collecting DVDs. And I saw the three and a half hours of Tom Savini putting on makeup, like yeah. doing the whole thing and i just fell in love with p- making people in the monsters like so like that christmas i got a makeup kit and i started practicing oh, practicing and in, in, in doing theater work and all sorts of stuff and it was up until i met my wife i was gonna go out to hollywood that was my next step i was like all right i i've accomplished enough in my talents i, I can do a good enough job i the next step is hollywood and, and to try my luck and then i met my wife and things changed all over the place right and so like i understand what it's like to want to be involved with something that big and especially working with somebody like bruce willis who we've seen our entire lives and be like wow i i get a chance to act with him that's that's excellent man yeah it was I pretty exciting. rambled a bunch that's we want to. We we were looking to. Uh, we, we spoke to uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Wiseman a few weeks ago. It was, it was George McFly um, on, on part two and three of Back to the Future, and um, he 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 came on the show and he's like, "Hey, I'm George. I'm George Wiseman." I was like, "We were both, both me and Tom were blown away. We're like, whoa, this guy needs a podcast.' We wanted. I don't oh, know. Yeah, um, <laughs> great voice, huh? Oh, he's, he had an amazing voice for it. I really did. And crazy knowledgeable he just knows like everything about every movie every like quite the encyclopedia i i we do mm. uh alex does another show called uh yelling in clouds with a good friend of ours eric fluger and he's one of those gentlemen that know everything about hey look at this background um he, he knows everything about every movie ever made i think it'd be like the most interesting thing to get him and jeffrey wiseman to talk about film yeah. for i want to do like a behind what's going on here i want to do like a behind the curtain sort of acting things so talk about hollywood and, and movies and they're making movies and you know not necessarily bringing like huge celebrities but someone like come and jo- sit with us every week and talk about uh stories that they've heard and get people on you know i mean just to talk about actors and the the, the, the the troubles they go through you know real talk i like that mm. well, call me up when you do it oh yes yeah, we will do we will do we will do so you're going to Italy with the wife um, to go view a movie that she's going to be directing. How long does something like that take? Uh, well, we're, only, we're doing part of the film in Italy, so that part's probably will be over there for about ten days, and then we awesome. shoot in California. And, you know, it depends. It depends what the budget of a film is. You know, lower budget films you generally have less days to shoot, uh, which makes it more difficult. And you know, big budget films you wind up being able to shoot for three months. So uh, this is this is going to be on the lesser side day wise, but uh, I mean, hey, look, it's in Italy. That's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It really does sound amazing. Um, now, Sean, I know we're running short on time. Uh, before we go into sort of start rounding the show up, I want to say again a huge thank you to my wife, Kaz, for for bringing you on the show and you as well. Obviously, yeah, for coming thank on. you. That was great of her. Please yeah, it really was. She, she's been really killing it with the whole like getting us different guests. Alex has been very busy with like thousand different projects he's doing. I'm Which I'll tell you about in a my... second, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Um, but we could probably finish up uh, after we let our guests go since uh, you know we don't want to keep them all day. Do you want right. to uh, finish off the later lounge and all that stuff? We can after do. We yeah, do we the... Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Sean, where can people find you? Uh, social media and stuff, where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sean.Kanan, and I'm on Twitter at Sean Kanan. 
or you can go to uh, Sean Cannon dot actor, right, Michelle? Uh, there's also dot actor, or is it Sean Cannon actor dot com? Sean Cannon dot actor, and you can uh, you can check out my new book Way of the Cobra at Way of the Cobra dot com, which I've got right here, which uses a Winston you know Churchill just, just quote. Go buy, just go buy my book. I'll make it real simple for you. Go buy my book. <laughs> Buy his book. If we support this gentleman, he is an amazing person, and we are just Thanks, so well, incredibly grateful for you I coming really on. Talking to you guys, thank oh, you. We love we, we love movies, and we love people speaking to people that make movies. And the fact that you've got this Way of the Cobra book, um, I'm just reading the website now. It looks fantastic. So I, I wish you the best of luck with it. You know, it Alex, like I great. really appreciate it. And guys, I hope we get a chance to do this again. All right, absolutely. Amazing. We will have you on anytime, have, sir. Have a wonderful um, week. You too, man. All right, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Have Bye. a great day. See you now. Bye. Right, let's slip over to the lounge. Later lounge. Let's do this. Three, two, one, and. Hey, guys! Welcome to the later lounge. Don't mind the sticky floor. Our number two's coming out. Daisy, get your singles ready. There was a bit of lag on that one, wasn't there? It was very difficult to kind of a little get bit, a, conversation. a little bit. And the the unfortunate part about like you know not having people that are and not to say that he he was a lovely lovely guy and I'm so grateful for him to come on. Um, it just seems kind of rude to tell people to like throw on headphones and stuff. But yeah. it, it's something that's kind of like a necessity. Maybe we should include that in our emails from now. I'm like, hey, said headphones would be fantastic. It's fine. I, I really enjoyed speaking to him. But yeah, it's it's difficult when there's a bit of lag. It's not. It's not as. I feel like he was struggling too. So I, I would love to actually, Sean, if you're watching this back, I would love to get you back on. We like making friends. We don't just like get people on the once. We'll get you on a couple of times. We'll 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 make you know. Oh heck, think of it. Yes, we want to oh, catch heck up. Yeah, heck yes. This <laughs> oh, is a yeah. talking show where we like to talk. Talk. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about the rambling, bro. Like my my overtiredness is just becoming a real remember. handicap. No, you don't think so. No. I think you're okay. I think I think you've been worse. The Carol Basket, <laughs> right? So I mentioned on the live show um, <laughs> that uh, I watched the Carol Baskin episode with somebody I was training up in work, which was awkward. I gotta say because mm. I don't like I. I, don't like, I remember one time I, I, they've got an Alexa in work, so I was like, Alexa, play the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. They came and I was like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> it was so weird. But anyway, we watched um, the Carol Baskin episode, and there was just this one bit where where tom just got into a loop and i don't yeah. even remember this tom and i, I yeah. think i texted you and went shut the fuck up and you were looking yes, at you, you, and, you were, and you were like oh yeah moving on <laughs> it was brilliant hey at least i'm a professional enough to know when i fuck up all right like it, it's not like oh, i played dude. off be like i'm totally doing what i do don't you worry about me mr wiley i'm gonna keep on talking <laughs> myself into a hole thank you <laughs> how you been um, um i've been like this the last few days have just been exhausted brilliant but exhausting so obviously uh wednesday we went to to um to windsor and then thursday we went to legoland you mm. know walked walked around 16 kilometers seven and a half miles about mm, good for you um dropped my shoe in the ride which we mentioned earlier uh, <laughs> the next day we went to warwick castle which looked amazing there's another sort of you know uh 
six or seven miles walked up and down the bloody you know, climb, we climbed to the very top of the tower did a couple of lives as well and I finally met uh, Christopher Round if I don't know if you remember rightly uh, remember but he was from uh, Uppercut Fight Company and he was going to come on our show but he fractured his skull I don't know if you remember me saying yes yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that um, he was meant to come on and he'd been on the biscuit before because he was doing something for a local show here and I finally got to meet him in person he was like one of the main knights on the, the, the like these uh, uh, demonstrations and demonstrations and stuff it was amazing and I got to meet him properly I said like, I'll reach out get him on the show I was like how's your head he's like well I've just been fighting and I was like yes so it should be fine um, so Chris will get you on the show um, and then today I went to prison and that's another uh, sixteen and a half thousand steps, you know. So that's it's crazy, crazy busy. Putting the putting the work, brother. Fucking before mm. you know it, you're gonna look like Forrest Gump, and when he's running cross country and shit, long beard, running through shit, <laughs> you know, stuff smeared all over you. Yeah, and it, there's lots yeah. of events going on in Shrewsbury at the moment. There's two going on tonight that I, I couldn't have covered if they asked me to. There's uh, uh let's rock. Uh, Shrewsbury, which is all 80s music, 80s rock music, oh. and then there's um, uh, the 90s revival, which I've got to get those guys on this show. You'll love them. They're great. They're guys that during lockdown started playing like 90s dance music for people in their kitchen, <laughs> and they just became a sensation, an, an online sensation. That is hilarious. You know, it's great. Um, so, so they're yeah, like... You- so they have like a club inside their kitchen? Like they start off just by inviting a couple people over? How's that work? No, no, it was... Uh, it, was, it was like uh, on Facebook and stuff, Facebook Live. So they started doing this and chatting to people's comments. Yo, 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 that's Dave there from Basing. It went national. It wasn't just like Shrewsbury. It went national. Um, so they were getting comments, you know, thousands of views ago, a you know. Um, and uh, off the back of it, they've been doing festivals and stuff. <laughs> they've been getting like some of the most famous like um, dance music sort of stars to come on star for them on their shows. Amazing. Wow. Alex is cut out and I think that he's frozen into oblivion so if I have to continue the show by myself I totally will because I am just tired enough to try to accomplish it but he seems like he's back so let's see Alex can you hear me from under the water where you are (laughs) can you hear me from London I'm not in London I'm in Shrewsbury can you hear me yes I can hear you Um, I don't know what happened my internet went fuck you and literally turned itself off I was going to ask you um, what would you have liked to have done today with the wife taking her out and stuff if uh, obviously things hadn't changed Um, we would have went out on a date without doubt like that's one of the things we don't get to do very much of like we're always with the kids and that's good because you know we love our kids but the me and her alone time away from you know everything is generally how we treat ourselves because we don't get to do enough so it's always something Mm. special um so that would have been the choice go down to burlington walk around hang out with her get the babysitter but you know like we already have the babysitter coming tomorrow. She's going to be here while we go get our tattoos and it's going to take some time. So of course that adds on to the paycheck, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Um, also with the New Jersey trip coming up, that kind of is going to deplete all finances. Like we were, and, and I'm sorry to get real with you guys, but this is just what it is. So, so like we, 
pay off our bills um, pretty damn well. Right now, we're trying to do play. We're trying to play catch up from the big trip we took to South Carolina. We're still trying to pay off all the credit cards and to do all that and make sure we get all the rest of our payments on time is kind of a pain. And so we'll pay ahead, and that's the way we kind of like move our way back up. Luckily, Shona is a whiz with finances. But because now all of a sudden we have this big expenditure and we have to pay for gas and food and everything Uh, else to get down to Jersey, that depletes our future plans for next week when we get paid, when we're going to be a little bit ahead of the game. So with all that, you know, taking place, obviously the better idea is to go out to the store, buy nice things to make for dinner, get her her favorite cake, watch a movie with her, insist the kids, you know, stay in their fucking rooms for like an hour and let mom and dad relax and then probably fuck. That that's always the way to end, you know, anniversary. Oh, fucking sex just seems like such an exhausting task at the moment. I'm so tired. I'm just like, you what? You do what? What? But like, it's, if I can fall asleep, you can just like do whatever you want. I promise I won't say a word. Just let me close my fucking eyes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's just been so exhausting. It's been amazing though. It's spending time with the family has just been amazing. And um, you know. Um, I'm, I've got this new this new promise I'm making to myself, right? So mm. you know I'm supposed to stay up till like late on the Saturday, so I'm ready for my night shift on the Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have every week now a, a alone time, movie time sort of thing. I'm gonna find a movie, I'm gonna put it on and just sit and just fucking enjoy it. And I did that last week, and I watched um, the internship and the founder. I watched those two movies till about half past three in the morning and then I was ready for my night shift and they were two great movies. I really genuinely just loved that and I love that I'd give myself license to do that because I don't at the moment and um, I'm back to normal now. I've um, got no other events or anything planned so it's like pod aid, pod aid, pod aid, pod aid. Fill up the schedule which we're supposed to have done at the end of July but there's been a few changes um, so we will be working hard on that this week, yeah. I saw that but I think we can do it. We haven't even like reached into the well yet. We've just been trying for new stuff because in our continuous you know, uh, attempts to make sure you guys stay entertained and get to hear new voices, we always try to reach out to somebody new but we haven't even bothered reaching into the well yet so maybe that's something we'll look into. I've got something that I think will fit actually in that spot that we're talking yeah i love it um, yeah i love it um, um back to uh back to suicide squad really quick i saw the trailer finally have you seen any of the trailers i know you're staying away um yeah i i saw the, su- the suicide trailer the other day um mm-hmm. what'd you think mm, no i mean the, the last suicide squad was i i struggled with it an awful awful lot and then there was the uh, the Harley Quinn movie, and that was even mm-hmm. worse. And I was kind of like, oh, we're going downhill. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I did not like either one of those films very much at all. But remember who's doing this movie, a guy that understands teen movies. And that's the promising bit. Yeah, but it's a standalone film that's going to go nowhere, the way I see the Warner Brothers going at the moment. Like, with uh, the killed the Snyderverse, obviously. I mean, we might get more of it. I don't know, but... Um, well, I mean, but even so, like they're going to continue like this line of characters. They wouldn't have done it if they weren't interested in trying to continue this saga of it all. So, with mm. that being said, I think that if this does well, they'll be like, "Oh, this is what we have to do to get our fucking job done." There was something I found out actually uh, this week, um, which is exciting. Um, you know, the guy, the main character from Cobra Kai. Um, What's his name? I'm trying to find his name. I think his name is Sholo. Sholo um, something or other. And he was, 
Oh, fuck's sake. He, they're making the um, Blue Beetle movie. Really? Making a Blue Beetle movie, yeah. Um, which is which is uh, very um, encouraging, isn't it? Because then you're like, oh, actually, no, they're making more films, um, which is which is fantastic. Uh, what I, what what is worrying me the most um, is that you know well, how we're doing this now with the multiverse with with the MCU. They have mm-hmm. been planning to make this Flashpoint movie now for years for for the, for DC. Yes, and we're going to get a lot of comparisons to the MCU and all this sort of stuff. That, but like. Flashpoint has been coming for years. I think COVID actually really fucked things up for them. Um, mm. But they've got they're throwing in obviously Michael Keaton. Uh, they've already started filming it, I believe. Michael Keaton um, as 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 as, uh, as as Batman as Bruce Wayne and stuff. Um, and I'm I'm scared that all the fanboys are going to jump in it and just fucking ruin it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It, it depends how it's done. You, you know, just as well as I do that. You know, the it, the content is tried and tested. Batman, The Flash. You know, the, this story in particular, they're all very beloved things. And I think if you handle it right, it doesn't really matter everything else. And that's been the biggest complaint of the DC movies is that they're not handled right. They're not. They don't have like a direction in which they're going. They're all very you know, hit and miss depending on what they are. So I, I actually have high hopes. Which is weird because that Snyder Cut was fucking phenomenal. That I just didn't looks, watch it. I, I, once again, I still have issues with the Justice League they put out. And it, it's mainly just because I like continuity. You know me, dude. I'm a continuity whore. Mm-hmm. And they went outside, not even just the continuity, but the storyline as it goes to tell, you know, to be able to tell the story that they told, which was fine. And I hear that, you know, it's great. But... In the meantime, I'm gonna watch fucking Suicide Squad with the wife, and I think she'll dig it. So that's the other like, you know, keep can you dig it? it? Can you dig it? Yeah. Well, I hope it's good. Let me know how, we, how you get on with it, because I will not be going to the cinema because we are fucking broke after the last two days. Legoland and then Warwick Castle. Are you kidding me? Uh, Legoland was the not- internet. Uh, HBO Max has it. Um, <laughs> it's fucking. So I was thinking about something that is kind of cool, and I want to get your idea, your uh, your brain picked about this. Um, once again, very sorry that my sentences are now becoming very hard to understand because I'm tired. So I'm driving through Jersey, right? Yeah, baby. Do you know what they're doing in New Jersey right this second? Uh, filming uh, the prequel to The Sopranos. Are they? No, I thought they were done doing that. Saints of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're done filming that. I think that has a release date and everything that's coming out soon. I saw a trailer for that. It looks fucking phenomenal. No, they're filming Clerks 3 right now mm-hmm. in North Jersey. And I'll be driving right through that motherfucker. Do you think I should drive through there? I mean, why the fuck not? I mean, if it, unless it takes you like a billion miles out of your schedule and what have you, then maybe not. But I mean, mm. if it's just a quick, like, couple of hours, see if what's going on, then off you go. Not not really, because, like, the way that it works is it's, you know, obviously North Jersey, I'm going to South, like, West Jersey, it's, like, Northeast. But we are going to this park. Um, I, I know I mentioned it before, especially on the Peter Alessandri episode, that my youngest loves the Statue of Liberty. And there's a park right across from the Hudson Bay or Ellis Island or whatever. And you can see the Statue of Liberty perfectly. So we're already like veering off the path to do that because now that Shona can leave really early in the morning before it was going to be we left mid-afternoon, got there stupid late. Now we get to leave super early. And so we have like you know time to do certain things we want to do. 
and we're going to do that. So I think with us doing that, it wouldn't be too much to ask to be like, hey, let's just drive through Leonardo and Highlands and see if like we can see Kevin. Holy What's shit. Up? Have you seen how much Michael Gandolfini looks like his dad? Holy yeah, fucking oh, yeah. shit. I've got to share the screen quickly for the listeners in case you've never seen this. Fucking mm. Jesus. If anybody looked more like their dad, look at that. Um, have you seen the trailer? I did. I did see the trailer. Okay, look, cool. Shave his hair off. And then you can just get, get him Gabagool. I need the fucking Gabagool. <laughs> he does look like his old man. That is yeah. pretty fucking I'm, I'm excited for that. I really can't wait. Um, but yeah, so uh, what? have you got any recommendations for films tonight? Because I want, I want, want to, I want like a drama, not like an action film, just something to sit. And relax. You see, you want a recommendation for a drama film? Um, I think you should watch uh, uh, Sean's fucking miniseries. It's on Amazon uh, Prime. Yeah, stu- studio, studio. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fuck. I mean, at least then one of us can watch it right off the bat. Studio City. There we go. Um, see, the thing is, like, all the things I watch, you watch. Like, usually you're a lot hipper to stuff than I am, which is, you know, saying something because you're so busy and I'm not doing anything. But I'm a big rewatcher, as as you are as well. Um, mm. Have you? Are you caught up on Rick and Morty? Uh, not quite. Neither um, am I. Isn't that weird? We both like like at first we were together the whole time now all of a sudden we both have not seen one i wonder why that is do you think it's lesser quality show or do you think it's just we're so busy i just i've i've genuinely have just been too busy i've been able to watch plenty i haven't been able to play any playstation watch any tv watch any movies but i mean last weekend was probably the only thing i've got to sit and just relax although we're gonna watch fair street part three tonight yes we're gonna finish that off finally um uh, and then I believe we've got like stuff look, to look forward to. We've got like Stranger Things about to come out, and um, is it? Yeah, soon I believe it's got a release date. Uh, Stranger Things season four. Let's have a look. Yeah, 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 take a look at that really quick. Um, I think we're pretty much all booked up through the rest of September, unless we're missing some dates. In which case, I had a couple ideas I'll talk to you about afterwards. Um, oh. so we got. The, ooh, what's up? Is it on hiatus still? 2022. So not anytime soon. But we do have Ghostbusters coming up. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, That's we a weird do. one. They're like, oh, we'll do it in November. I was thinking, what? Yeah. Are going to do Halloween? What? Yeah, what? That, that that makes no sense to me. Maybe they're trying to be like, yo, it's so fucking good. We don't even have to make it a Halloween movie. Yeah. That's like I, 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 it's gonna fucking clean up. I swear to God, that movie is gonna print money. I swear to oh, God, it looks yeah, amazing. It, if it doesn't print money, I'd be very disappointed in everybody that's ever lived ever, just because it looks fucking amazing. I think the problem with things like Stranger Things, though, you leave it too long, and I know we're in a COVID era now where we, we talked about this with the beginning of COVID. It's gonna just have this year long effect on delays and stuff like this. They get to a point where something new will come, and people will be like, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I don't See, care. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, though, is like with the show like Stranger Things, they can do this, fortunately, because if the kids age, they just, you know, they left it at a point where they're like, oh, it's years been. later. Exactly. <laughs> they can just, you know, say it's whenever the fuck they want to. Except eventually they're going to get to the 90s, right? Like pretty soon they're going to be like, you know what? Fuck this 80s shit. I want to get myself some like ripped up pants and a. Some poppers. And a, it's. <laughs> I'm going to go. Trousers. Remember them? No, I thought you were talking about poppers like up your nose, like uh, like uh, nitrous. Adidas poppers, man, that had like the pops all the way up the leg, and you could just pull them up. That sounds like something a stripper would wear. Are you admitting the fact that you're a stripper? 
Uh, no, Adidas. I believe you, but that's, that sounds ridiculous. Uh, the, 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 wow, they're so expensive now to buy. Share screen. Bam, and bam, and bam, and bam. There we go. There's Adidas poppers. Oh, like Adidas pants. Okay. That's what those yeah. are, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely a 90s state, but you're right. That wow, and like Jinko jeans. <laughs> those are goofy as fuck. Yeah. I, all right. On that fucking note, we should probably tell everyone what we're up to and fucking yeah. go. Uh, we, are, do we are doing a thing in September, which is is this, this is a lot of hard work to, to organize. It really is. It's sort of draining us all, but we're going to be doing it. And we, uh, like, I think I don't know what's harder. I think I think planning it is really difficult, but doing the actual thing is going to be just as difficult, I think, because we're doing a 24-hour live podcast, uh, which is called Pod Aid. Uh, we're going to be doing it at 9 a.m. from 9 a.m. on the 29th of September, right through till 9 a.m. on the 30th of September. The 30th of September is International Podcast Day. So we finish as International Podcast Day begins, and we're doing this to raise money for our friends at Lingen Davis. Uh, they are a Shrewsbury-based but they affect people all across uh, the country and in Wales. Uh, charity Fund, um, they are a great local company, um, charity, and we, we're just looking forward to do, raising as much money as possible. We have our main sponsors in Reach, who are running our marketing, they are running our logos, they're running our social media, they're doing an amazing job. Um, I keep showing this picture with uh, my kid Alfie, but um, mm -hmm. here is our, our venue, it's uh, the, thanks to Shrewsbury Town, the community, we're using their reach community hub we're going to be that back wall there is going to be covered with pod aid f uh, graphics and we have big long tables and we're going to have all sorts going on there we're going to have big cameras thanks to the guys at Sh uh, stage and studio um uh shropshire strange and studio shropshire yep trev thank you very much for the cameras you know, great cameras with a camera one camera two camera one camera two set up um <laughs> So your Fuck. penis is gonna look amazing. On it's this got, oh yeah, amazing, amazing. I'm gonna look so good. How cool <laughs> do I look? Um, <laughs> 24 hours. We've got 24 hour long um, s slots. Uh, people we're gonna be bringing to the show. Um, it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. We're looking for sponsors as well. We've got a few in already. So if you do want to sponsor this event, you might actually need to get in quickly um, because what we're doing is for every hour we're, we're charging a 140 dollar US or 100 100 pounds. Um, UK, hundred European money. If we remember anything from last week, hundred. No, European you can't money. say that. You can't say that because of the euro. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. No, don't send euros. Hundred pounds. That is sterling minimum. Stone. Well, so if you want to give me two hundred pounds, you can do. Um, yeah. Just get in touch with us via our website. Oh, our website it is usucknetwork.com. That is our website, everybody. It is a fantastic website. If you have ever perused around our website, it's free-flowing. It, it, it's built really well. And you would think, wow, these guys must be geniuses because they built this amazing website with you know such shows as What's the Difference podcast with Alex and Tom. Um, where we interview amazing people like our good friend Sean, you know, before this, and we just kind of get a feel for the world around us. There is Yelling at Clouds with Eric Fluger and Alex Whiteley, and they have these amazing in-depth conversations. The last one is, um, from what I read, was Eric is mad at the sci-fi timeline, and he is going to tell Alex why. Um, we have that. We have Wednesday Night Live with me, Alex Whiteley. Uh, we have a David Raby oh, that shows up. And we have 
lots of friends and fun in these episodes. We come to you every single week, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time or 9 o'clock UK time. And that is every single Wednesday. And all of this is brought to you by our good friends at Web Orchard, weborchard.com. They build websites for people. That's what they do. Our good friend Pete White over there, he built this amazing website, YouSuckNetwork.com. And he will build you a fantastic website as well. If you have an OnlyFans, if you are selling pictures like cats or your art, or you're trying to have a bigger online presence, you need yourself a website because social media does a good job, but it never does enough. And nothing says, hey, I'm ready to be in this you know, big race of the game called business you need a website that tells them that you're serious so reach out to our good friends at webwatch.com and they are going to build you a fantastic website and uh tell them that we sent you there um yes thank you tom that was absolutely brilliant well done um, you, you may I, see as I, well i've just gone sorry i'm a robot i'm a robot i'm, I'm a robot um and by the way like normally we ask you guys if you know anyone to kind of like send us your way because we really do want to get these our sponsors for potted but i'm gonna ask you this week seriously if you have anyone that you know that's kind of like got to start a business and they'd like to hear their name shouted on this podcast with, you know, a couple people. Especially if they got Etsy. Especially uh, if they got Etsy. Uh, so much, dude. Like, you know, really anything helps towards Pod Aid right now. And we're trying to get this thing going. We really want this to be successful. So if you know anyone that has a business, send them our way. We'd love to talk to them and try to see what we can do for them. Amazing. Well done, Tom. Great job, great job. Um, and also, you may have seen, I'll just change the, the logo, which is right here in the top left. We've cha- we are changing our logo, which is a pain in the ass because the, 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 uh, this logo here, I spent probably a whole evening, whole about five or six hours redesigning oh, yeah. that. Um, but we, we wanted to rebrand, re, re, rejig things a little bit because we mm-hmm. thought um, we are a very inclusive podcast. We like to welcome everybody. And that's the whole idea of this thing is to keep people company. You know, if you if you want to join our crew, join our crew, you know, um, listen to the show, chime in with the Wednesday Night Lives. And we're looking for new uh, new shows to join us as well. So if you fancy yourself as a bit of podcaster, get in touch. Um, and so we're telling people that they suck with you suck right there is not a way of including people. So our new logo there, US, UK, and the website there on the side uh, is our new way of saying, and it's all about us and uk connection and it's quite sexy looking as well so yes, that's what is. that is all about i like it it's got like a time magazine feel to it like we're important i like it we're better than time though we're better than time <laughs> magazine fuck them guys wow that's until until they put us on the cover you know I'm just yeah saying. yeah podcasters amazing podcasters <laughs> rave the donkey podcasters <laughs> right Let's get the hell out of here because uh, we've all got things to do, and Tom has got some, uh, some, 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 some vagina to be uh, uh, dealing yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. This has been what's the difference podcast. I've been Alex Whiteley, and I'm Tom Bruno. Let's get the fuck out of here. Peace out, guys. Take it easy. Hi, this is Ickis from Ariel Must, and um, I would like very much to ask you, if you don't mind, to watch um the USAC Network with Tom Bruno and Alex Whiteley. Oh, that's all. I have to go flush myself now.